when you you are going to write exams, you usually many a times don't know what to expect. The toughest time is before you you go and write. And the nicest time is when you're done. Whether you've written well or not, but you're happy that it's done. <laughs> uh, this morning, uh, I just want to say, God is good. He gave us good music this morning. Worship team, thank you so much. All the songs that we're praying, people who have given testimonies. And uh, the words of Dion here just before he made this announcement. And what I'm going to be speaking about, it's, it's amazing that this, they, are, they are linked to, all these things are linked to it. I'm sitting there, I'm laughing. I say, but God, is there any need for me to still go? Because uh, everything that, uh, that you said to me has been said. Uh, but uh, I still uh, feel that uh, I must just give a bit just to add on what has been said. The topic of my, of my I don't want to call it a sermon, my, the topic of my talk, that's the best word, of my talk this morning is uh, trusting God's set time. I know we do trust God, but do we trust this set time? God's set time is in many cases not our time. We've got our own time. And God has got his set time. To us, God's set time is like a, a slow cooker. And our time is microwave. I want it now. God, I want it now. God says, wait, say, God, I can't wait. I want it now. That, that's our time. You want to pray and you want God to, to answer you now. There are so many things, if you look at your life, so many milestones that you have crossed. And you know what? That was God's timing. That was God's set time. Let us open uh, Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk. It's one of the books that um, we don't read a lot. But Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. It says, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, it it will certainly come and will not delay. God has got a set time for us. God has got a set time for each and every person. But that's unfortunate that we don't operate within God's set time. 
I want to get married to that person by this date, by this time. I want that job by this time. I want to do this by this time. I want ABC to be there by this time. Nothing wrong in that. But God has brought you so far to bring you to a, the knowledge of him so that you can start operating in his set time. What do I mean by that? If nothing happens, what you have planned, there's nothing wrong. That's your time. It's not God's timing. There are so many things that we have left doing. Why? Because they didn't appear in our time. You said yourself your own time is not happening. Let's talk about prayers. How many of, of, of us have been praying for our relatives, people? Maybe not you or me. I've got, I'm, I, I'm sure I've said it, I've, I'm from a big family. In my mom and my dad's farm, nine boys, one girl. Mom and dad only, one, nine boys, one girl. But you know what? How long have I been praying for them to be saved? I, I, I could have long given up, but I've, I've seen the secret of God. God did not give up on me. You know, God is, God is amazing. God gets us where we are at and then deal with us accordingly. When I got saved, I was not even in the church. There was nobody preaching to me. I was alone somewhere in America in a room and then God said, now boy, I got you. It's me or the highway. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I was just all by myself. The room where I was became small. Sunday morning, there I couldn't breathe. And then I looked around. I opened all the windows. It was as though I'm crazy. But that was when God had an encounter with me. So God works differently with each and every one of us. Some of you had a pastor standing in front of you. And then you gave your life to God. Some of you were like, like, like Saul before he became Paul. You were hit by lightning, and then you changed, and then you accepted Christ. So God works in various ways. But, but, but then, what is important is, are we really prepared? Okay, do we hear? Can we wait for God's set time? In the Bible, there are various people who, it's, it's very amazing. If you think about Noah, Noah waited 120 years before the predicted rain arrived. 120 years waiting. We know the story of Noah, how he was ridiculed. Because he kept on building that ark over and over. And people said, what's wrong with this old man? What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Are you mad? Why have you? Because he was doing something people have never seen. People have never seen such rain before. But interestingly enough, because Noah had God, Noah stayed faithful. He went on with the assignment of God. Let's talk about Abraham. Abraham waited 25 years before the promise was fulfilled. From the time God told him he was going to have a child, he waited 25 years. Not from the time of his youth, the time he got the promise because he got the promise very late though. But that is why if you look at the, at the life of Abraham, Abraham and, and Sarah became frustrated along the way. 
they thought, listen, just like us, let's make a plan. And then Abraham spoke to Sarah, and Sarah spoke to Abraham and said, listen, man, look, it's not happening. We've got Hagar in it. You can have a child with Hagar. Why? They did not wait for God's set time. And then, well, God just left them. And then, and then Isha, I mean, Ishmael was born. And because it was God, not God's plan, it, Ishmael became a problem. Because it was not God's set time. So it's a good example. Abraham is a good example of us. We are too impatient. We don't wait for God. We run. That's why if things don't happen and then you go, no, I've been praying. You pray for a month. You say, I'm praying for, no, for how long? For a month. You pray for a year. What do you think about 120 years? Can you pray for 120 years if you could live that long? Waiting for a promise. You know, the reason maybe why we don't, we don't uh, uh, become patient, we don't listen. We don't hear from God. Because if really you are convinced God said it. You'll stick it out. But we don't hear God speak. That's why we don't. That's why the devil comes and says, this is a lie. It will never happen. And then you just forget about it. Then you start something else. The next person, Joseph, waited 14 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. And if you think about the life of Joseph, from youth, God, God gave him a dream. That listen, man, you are going to be this, this guy who's going to be a leader. Your brothers are going to bow before you. And so you're going to be, it's a dream that God put in him. But again, sometimes God speaks to us and then we tell people about our dream and then people become jealous. When he told his brothers about this and his parents, they didn't like it. Now they plan to kill Joseph. But unfortunately, along the way, because God had a plan with Joseph, they didn't kill him. Instead, they put him in a pit. And then before they could go away, and then they saw the Ishmaelite coming. Said, no, 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 let's not kill him, guys. Let's take him out. Let's sell him as a slave. We know the trick that they did. And then they took his colored clothes, and then they put, they killed an animal, put blood on it, went to the father and said, listen, your favorite boy's son is dead. But because the plan of God with the life of Joseph was not done, he went to jail, ended up in, 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 in Egypt. And in Egypt, we know the story, he was in jail, but God was with him. In jail, God was with him. God, the dream that God set for him was still there. And then he was useful from prison until he ended up being the greatest, this greatest uh, man that God has planned him to be. He ended up saving his own brothers who killed him. The nation of Israel was saved because of him. So, let's jump. Let's go to somebody else. Let's take Job in the Bible. Just want to see, so that we can see these people that, oh, it's possible, it's doable, we can do it. The problem is not God, the problem is us. There's nothing wrong with God. We, we're too much in a hurry. Now, that's why God gave us these uh, people. Now, if you look at the life of Job, Job waited a lifetime, 60 to 70 years, for God's justice. 
carry good. But the word of God is so powerful. It reminds us it's our, it's our, it's our manual as the children of God to use so that we can benchmark our lives with it. If we benchmark ourselves, there's no better benchmark than the benchmark with the word of God. Let's look at somebody else. Uh, David. David waited for a very long time from the time he was anointed king to the time he became king of Israel. He continued serving King Saul all those years in between. Remember when Samuel uh, called him from the, from the field to come and anoint him? He was anointed. And then after the anointing, he still went back to go and look after the sheep. He didn't say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm now the king. No, I must go back. Saul, uh, you Saul. I'm now the king. I'm taking over. No, 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 no. He was anointed, but he was waiting for God's set time. He went back. He continued being honest and then being loving, took care of the sheep, and then he did all what that was right. Came he served. Came he served. Why? Waiting for the appointed time. When the time came, it was easy for him to fit in because it was his time. Let's look at Moses. Moses spent 40 years in the desert. During that time, God was preparing him for the great assignment. Think about that. 40 years away in the desert with all these miracles, the burning bush and all these things that he came across. But because it was not God's set time yet, God kept him there. During that time, the Bible says God was preparing him. Because where you are at at the moment, God is busy, busy dealing with you. God is preparing you. You're not ready yet. God is preparing you. Just accept that at the right time, at the appointed time, God will release you to be what he wants you to be. Whilst you are waiting for God's set time, there are things that you must do. We must guard our mouth. We must guard how we talk. Whilst we're waiting, because there's power here, we say things with our own mouth that can destroy what you set up, what you had to set up. We destroy the plan of God with our lives because of what we say, what we talk, how we talk. It's easy to say. Um, after professing that you trust in God, you say, oh, oh, I'm going to get sick. Every year in December, I get sick. I'm going to get sick. Because why? Every year in winter, I get sick. I'm going to get sick. Look what comes out of here. It's contrary to what the word of God says. The word of God says you are healed. Just, just profess it that you are healed, but no, we don't talk like that. Oh, I, I, I can't find a job. The, the economy of the country is very down or it's bad. You get what you say. Everything that you say with your mouth, that's what you're going to end up with. You're going to get it. So don't be surprised when you get those things because you saying them with your mouth because the very same word says uh, the power of, of, 
of your, of your, your, of your life is, is in your tongue. Life and death is in your tongue. So you can profess good, you'll get good. If you profess negative, you'll get negative. So once you are waiting for the set time, God's set time, just check what you say, how you talk. Um, you see, the world around you is in a negative flow. Speaking words of faith is like paddling upstream. Yeah, because you look at everybody's negative. Everybody is negative. Everybody looks at the, at, the, at the situation in the country and everybody is very negative about what's happening. So you are a Christian, you are among those people. You are inclined to speak their language. Instead of saying, but wait a minute, I've got power yet. Let me say what I want to see happening. You're peddling upstream. You are, your faith is tested. Because if everybody can speak like this, who am I to speak this words? You start doubting your words. You're starting what you say. We've got to be very careful. Watch what we say with our mouth. Psalm 141 uh, verse 3. You don't have to go there. I'll read it here. It says, Say the God over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And Nehemiah 1 verse 7 says, The Lord is good. A refuge in time of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. God's timing is precise. You can trust God's timing. That's who God is. What God says will come to pass. Remember, with God, uh, a thousand years is like one year. It's like a day. But, but we said our own time. Well, our own time frustrates us. Because you look at yourself and say, gosh, I'm 30 years old. I'm not married yet. And then you try to fast track. And then before you're 34 years in marriage, you're out of that marriage again. It was not God's set time. If you had waited for God, God will do it right because God knows. I mean, if you think about it, God created you. He says, uh, he says to Jeremiah, before you were born, before you were born, I knew you. And I declared you a prophet. Not after you were born, before you were born, he knew you. So, so we know we're serving a good God, a good father who keeps his promise. But then we jump the gun all the time. We are very quick, we are very fast, we jump out of it. So I pray that God can help us so that we can wait for his proper timing. You know why? Because what you are praying for won't be one second late. Just stay in peace. It's one second late in your mind, but not in God's mind. All what you need to do, stay in peace. God has not forgotten about you. Just say, God, give me the grace to accept your timing. It takes faith and patience to believe God to answer your prayers. God knows when your promotion is coming for those who are working. Those know, God knows when you're going to be healed. I've been sick all along. Look, look. Mark your words. I've been sick. This flu, I can't get to heal. No, 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 no. Just declare I'm healed. If you are weak, the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. 
Just confess with your mouth, I'm strong. Wake up in the morning. Yes, the symptoms are there, but the word of God says, I'm strong, I'm healed, I'm good, I'm prosperous, I'm going on, I'm alive, I'm strong. Every day. I, li- I like what, uh, what the word of God says. It says um, somewhere, it says, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That statement doesn't make sense if you think about it in your mind. Because uh, we are, I'm, I'm one of those uh, who are, that, what, that uh, I was born before technology. You know, some, how many BBTs are here? <laughs> we are BBTs, most of us. You know, BBTs, uh, oh, excuse Jill and I, are, are BBTs. We were born before technology. Technology to us is a challenge. But the word of God says, I can do all things through Christ that runs me. Really? But you know what God says? I was thinking about it. You know what God means? When God says, Ronnie, you can do all things. You can do all things. You know how he does it? He brings Stephen in my life, (laughs) the younger one. He brings Tato in my life, the younger ones. He brings all these, I just tell them they do things for me. Oh God, I can do all things. <laughs> God's ways are not our ways. He does it his way. So I am not struggling with technology. I'm not struggling with my computer. I work, I do a lot of work on my computer. I just go to Stephen. Stephen, I'm stuck here. My computer is doing this. Because I can do all things. It's, it's amazing. Um, if we look at um, this one, I want as well. Psalm, Psalm 37. Let's read 37, all of us. Psalm 37. Verse 3 to verse 6. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn. The justice of your cause like the noonday. You know, it sounds very simplistic. But we're not doing it. We don't trust God. We trust our education. We trust our energy. We trust our money. We don't trust God that well. And the word of God tells us, listen, trust me. Because if you come to a point, you realize that all what you have has come from God. Then you'll trust him. But because we don't reach that point, what you say, we think it's our might. We have what we have because we have worked hard for it. No, 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 no. But he's the one who gives you power. We said that last week, to make wealth. He's the one who made you wake up in the morning to go and work. In winter and summer, you wake up, your feet are strong, you go and work. God blesses you. It is him who gives you the power to make wealth. So all what you need to do, learn to trust God and depend on him. Amen. Be patient and trust God set time. Remember, the battle is not yours. We want to do things in our own strength, our own power, but God tells us, listen. I mean, he told Joshua, he said, listen, man, the battle's not yours. 
when, Bethel, when Joseph had the, was in serious trouble, the, 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 the armies that he was, the, the nation that he was faced with, it, it was too powerful, too stronger than him. But when he got the word of God, listen, relax, relax. Same thing, when we've got challenges in life, if you can just become relaxed and rest and allow peace or the peace of God to work in us. Even, even go around the house and worship. Just go around the house. And, uh, in, in my house, if you don't know my house, you think there is a crowd of people living in that house because maybe we'll do worshiping in the bedroom. I'll be in the kitchen worshiping too. And then we sing different songs. And then <laughs> but but we, we, we have, it has just happened over the years. You have lived like that. You just wake up in the morning. You don't get, somebody's still asleep. You just go and watch it. And then you wake them up by do, just by do, doing that. But we find that there's peace when you worship. And then many things, you forget about so many things that are happening that are clouding your, your, your mind. And then you just stay in a, in a mode of worship. Um, we, we, we have seen in the, life, in the life of David how God's timing worked. The very same David spoke about that he, this guy, was a shepherd boy. He came, and after some time, it took, it took David many years before he could become a king. But even before he became a king, an amazing thing happened to him. Very, very amazing. Because David, if we look at this, uh, study the study of the life of David, as a shepherd boy, he did wonderful things. He made wonders. He killed the lion. He killed the bear. Amazing. A boy? killing a lion. He didn't have a gun by then, but he killed that lion and the bear. It shows you that when you trust God, David learned to trust God very, very young. He trusted God and God revealed himself over and over to him. When he visited his brothers, when they, when they had the war against the Philistines, David did not leave home and say, I'm going, I'm going to fight. He was just a messenger sent by his father to go and bring some, go and check his brothers and bring some, some, some water and whatever they needed by then. But amazing, when he goes there, he found that, God, my word, what's happening here? All the guys are shivering. All the guys are scared. Even King Saul is also shivering. David looked and said, and then that guy emerged, Goliath emerged, and David looked at him and said, this guy is insulting our God. Oh no, the God I trust, this man's insulting him. Oh no, and nobody's taking him on. Oh guys, wait a minute. The, the king Saul, will, will you allow me? I want to face this guy. Oh, a shepherd boy, a shepherd boy. And then, and then Saul's ways was, this guy has been an army for years. He's well trained. You just but the boy. And his own brothers got angry with him. Got angry, overheard him. Said, hey, come on. What do you want here? Where did you leave my father's sheep with? You go away. Because they didn't have what David had. David has seen his God. David, David has experienced what God can do. Very, very interesting. Long story short, when he confronted Goliath, the Bible says he ran. He didn't go slowly to him. He ran towards him. To, to his dismay, Saul was also shocked. 
this youngster running to me, and he said, listen, man, you come to me. You come to me with the shield, the sword, the asegai, whatever you've got with you. But listen, I come to you in the name, oh, the name above all names. I come to you with the name of, of, the, of, of God, the God of the host of Israel. I come to you. See, the moment you come to him with that name, you show that you don't trust in your own powers. You're not depending upon your skills or your education or what. Say, I'm going to take you out. Told him, said, I am going to, and not tomorrow, I'm going to do it now, today. Today. That was God's set timing. God's set timing for, for Goliath to be gone was said that day he will be gone. The Bible tells us he took five stones. He faced him with five stones, but the first one, I don't know what he did with the fourth. The pastors will tell us. What did he do with the other four? He threw them away. <laughs> because the first one he used did the job. He, he did the job, and then he, he destroyed Goliath. So this church helps us to understand that when you trust God's timing, God will do it. You do it sweatless. You won't even sweat about it. God will do it for you. Just, just, you must just learn to trust him. You must just learn to, to have peace and rest. We're too busy. This life is too busy. What is happening around us is too busy. We don't have time to just sit down, relax, and focus. Just stay in the Lord. We don't. Why? We're too busy. This life is very, very busy. I remember when um, there was a time when, when Jesus was getting to Jerusalem. The Bible says in uh, Matthew 12, verse, uh, verse 1, Matthew 21, sorry, Matthew 21, verse 1, as he was going into the, into the village, I mean, in, into Bethphage, the Bible, into Jerusalem, the Bible says, he said to two of his disciples, Listen, ahead of us, there's a, there's a village I want you to go in there. You're going to find a donkey and a colt tied. Go in and tie this donkey. Bring it to me. And if anybody asks, tell him that Jesus' master has got need for it. But, but if you think about it, to me that was very interesting. He says, as you enter, not in the middle of this village. As you enter, right at the beginning of the village, you'll find this donkey there. Obviously, this donkey, but and interestingly, the donkey had a cold. It was not alone. This donkey stood there with a cold. Jesus said, I have got need for it. We look at our own circumstances here. How many donkeys are there with their cold standing tight? Those donkeys are waiting for a set time to be untied. And but he said to them, he used the way he said, he said, go. Go and you'll find this donkey. So the command to us today is we must, if we trust God, if we trust God's set time, we will go and find this donkey and with his call and bring it to because Jesus wants it. But but not 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 playing down that it's not gonna be easy. That's why people said. When they ask you, tell them, 
was a strong opposition out there. People will never just come easy to the Lord. But then we cannot sit here and be comfortable. We don't care about what's happening. We must just trust God that those people that are out there, God needs them. God won't physically come down and bring them to church, but we must. We are blessed because God, not us, but God rescued us from the pit of hell. Maybe not you, but me. I was in the pit of hell. I always say, I wouldn't love to see my life, uh, what you call a video of my life before I got saved. I wouldn't like to see that. Because I know what I was before. But the grace of God, the same grace is sufficient for all people. Peter told us last week in his presentation about Caesar Bantu. What is happening? We saw that presentation there. You know what? God is not a respecter of persons. What he did at Caesar Bantu, he can do it for us. I mean, all these drug dealers that we see here, they need Jesus. But then we are the only people who must trust God's timing and go to these people and then, and then tell them about this love Jesus has for them. Because we, we've got a serious, serious, serious problem in life because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil is at law at war. Every day of our life, we wake up, he's at war. You know what? As we hear, he's afraid of us. Gathered in this fashion, he'll, he, he will never touch any one of us. But boy, he knows Monday is coming. He knows Monday is coming. He will get you in your car. You'll go through a red robot in your car. He will get you at work among the people who are not saved. I've shared with Stephen, uh, I've, I've, I've seen things in companies that I, I do business with. I've, I've seen the devil rummaging, destroying people. But you know what? The interesting thing is God sends you in an environment because God knows that you are the light of the world. He sends you in the dark places of this place for a purpose. It's up to you what you do. Do you trust God that God can, can, can use you in that dark place? That's, that's how we should be. We cannot only just be Christians on Sunday and during the week we are other people. That's why people will always have this doubt. People doubt Christianity because of us. I mean, I remember when we were in the suit, this thing was, we discussed it in, in the suit in one, when we had a meeting with the pastors in the suit, people, there was a, this talk that uh, people don't want to come to Jesus because of Christians. Because of the lifestyle of Christians. Uh, people are Christian in the church. One, when they are out there, there's something else. So people look at them and say, is this Christianity? Then I don't want it. If this is Christianity, then I, want, then I don't want it. Because it's, 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 it's double-sided. People don't want that. People want to see true Christianity. In closing, I just want to say, um, the, the word of God is there for us. And the devil is always against us. It's against everything that God says is good. He's going to fight it. We see in Matthew 11, uh, verse 2, uh, no, 
Matthew 11, verse 12, where it says, the, the, the kingdom of God suffered violence. But the violent, who, who are the violent? These are the violent people. The violent, they take it by force. There's no way that we're going we're gonna, to uh, go cap in hand, wobbling cracked lips, trying to beg the people to come to Christ. They will never come to Christ. The devil will never allow them to go. We've got to be strong, prayerfully. We've got to pray. Like the governor calling us, let's come to pray. We've got to pray. If you want to bring some change in, the, in this country, in the, let's, start, let's, not, let, let's not go to the country. Let's start with the city. If you want to bring change in this city, we can only do that if we pray. And when we pray, we act. And then we go and tell the people about this Jesus. Because otherwise... We're going we're gonna to be blessed. We're going to heaven. People are going to, are going to hell. That's what you want? God is not a selfish God. God loves everybody. But he wants us to play our part. He wants us to be his mouth, mouthpiece. Because he will never come down to earth. But he trusts us so much that we've got in the same family. What makes me more angry is in my own mother, my mother and father's house, my brothers are not saved. Say stuff in Jerusalem. I must tell you a story about my elder brother, my eldest brother in the family. When I got saved, we were so close. We were always together. When I got saved, that guy hated me. My own brother hated me. For two years, he never came to our house. For two years. Poor guy was tied. He was bound. The devil bound him. Because the devil was a, saw the danger that's coming. He said, if this guy, this one saved now, if I don't, I, I don't bring war among them, then they're all going to end up following God. But the interesting thing is, my wife and I intentionally, intentionally said, this guy, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna visit him every so often. Every two weeks, we go to unannounced, we'll come. Go, go, before that, we're here. In his own house. He, does, he doesn't come to our house, we're in his house. And because I love tea, I just say, I'll put my arms around him and say, hey, my, my brother, can you have tea? I'll just, I'll just do this. He will, he will look down, boy. He won't even look at me, he'll look down. And he'll say, hey, I, say, I, want you. I love you, and God loves you. So often, so often, so often. You know what? One day, God gave me an opportunity. He was driving with me, the two of us alone. And then I said, oh, see, only two of us, he's got no chance. He's got no chance. There's, there won't be any discussion in this car. It's going to be him and him. No any other discussion, we're going to talk about Jesus. He tried to say, Pastor, but Jesus loves you. Hey, but, but listen, Jesus, let's talk Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, but why, where are you going tomorrow? I said, I hear about tomorrow. Let's talk about Jesus. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He wants you. Yeah, but you know, these other brothers, no, let's not talk about our brothers. Let's talk about Jesus. I put so much pressure on him on the road, driving in, in, in my car. I was driving, he was here. At night, he accepted Jesus. I stopped the car. I stopped the car. I said, get out, kneel down. The two of us, let me put my hands on you. Gosh, you know, that, that, that's the type of God we serve. 
we, we, we cannot live, live with people and just be okay, they are okay, well, because they, uh, they, they, they will never accept it. They are going to, one thing to do, they are going to hell. And uh, we, 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 we are watching them going to hell. So let's start with our own people. Let's start with our own family. Let's talk wherever we are at work. Let's tell people about Jesus. Let's tell people about Jesus. Um, I just want to say, in closing, do your part and stay in peace. Quit worrying when it's going to happen. Your job is to pray and believe. Pray and believe. Have faith in God that God can do it. Amen. I know it's, it's very easy to, to, to talk. Maybe some of you doesn't make sense, don't understand. This is the language of Christians. If you want this, it's very easy. God gives it to people very free. You don't have to pay anything. If you want to accept Jesus, as we leave, please stay behind. Pastors will pray for you. They'll lead you. They'll show you how to accept him. So feel free. Don't be afraid. This is good life. Thank you very much. <laughs>